Weekly Loss Podcast, episode number 229. Hey, cool, you fixed it. Don't expect anything. The chances of getting a signal are slim at best. Static's good, right? No. Reception is good. Wait, what's that? It's Russo's signal. Oh, crap. But this radio has a wider bandwidth. <laughs> That's what you call a party in a podcast. Hold it! Stop, do you hear that? Welcome to the weekly Lost Edition of the Generally Speaking Production Network. Now, here are your hosts, Stephanie and Cliff. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Lost Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And we are here for our very first weekend review for season six, the final season of Lost. And we are so grateful to those of you who desire to get lost with GSPN. Absolutely. Can I start with a funny story? You can start with anything you want. Okay, I'm going to start with a funny story. So before before I came down tonight, I rewatched the episode. You did. I'm proud of you. Well, thank you. Doing Um, all that show prep for the show here. Well, I was a little distracted on Tuesday and I was trying to take it all in. And so then I watched it again, you know, for emphasis. <laughs> for emphasis. I love that. So I'm upstairs and I'm watching it. And for part of it, our eight-year-old son decides he's going to join us. Okay. Us meaning um, Yourself. myself and Winnie because our, our, our house guest yes. um, watched it with me because she was exhausted when she got here on Tuesday mm-hmm. and didn't... There were several things that she had said that she missed, like when we were talking about them later. So we're sitting upstairs and we're watching the show. And Matthew says um, he has like all these questions. Now to the kids, they're thinking, okay, the show's been on. This is season six. So they say for six years. So um, so the kids think that they've been on the island for six years. Right. Okay. So first they want to know, have they not had a shower in six years? Well, Matthew, they haven't been on the island for six years. Lost time works differently. Oh. Well, how come they're on the island here, but they're on the plane over here? Like, well, you know how on Doctor Who, how there can be two different time, you know? So it's it's the time thing and explaining to him how, you know, everything is, it's like that they never crashed. And so, um, so they were having, they were having fun, you know. He was having fun trying to to figure that out. So then he says, well, what are they eating on the island? And I'm like, well, first I said they hunted, you know, that they hunted for their food. And Matthew, very quick, very quick young man says they were eating boars. And I said, yes, they were hunting the boars. He goes, did they eat any freaking polar bears? (laughs) (laughs) And what brought that up in my mind is that they were talking about the freaking polar bears in the chat room. And so it was. It was funny. He's like, did they? But he gave up very quickly. <laughs> I, yeah. I, he did not watch. He did not stay for the second episode. <laughs> that is hilarious. He did give up. But he was he was full of questions trying. He was really trying to figure it out as as I was watching it. So. Too funny. It funny. So our son got lost watching Lost. He did. 
Anyway, but I bet he would go back and enjoy the entire thing in a few years. I think he probably would. Yeah. I, I think it's right up his alley. It is it totally is. up his alley. Yeah. So anyway, uh, we are going to do our best at uh, sharing with you just a little brief review of all the things that are going on in the world of Lost. Now, a couple of things I want to let you know first and foremost. Th- this this first review of the season is not going to be indicative of our review each and every week because usually I'll be a little bit more prepared than I am this evening. And the reason why I'm not as prepared is because we were we had several people from out of town in town. So we've been uh, doing a lot of uh, hosting of just making sure people feel comfortable and at home. And we still have our friend Winnie from Belgium here with us. Yes. And she's here until tomorrow evening. And so we've tried to give her as much of the experience of being in the States as possible. And uh, <laughs> while bit, everything else is going on. We're so boring. She could have gone anywhere else and had so much more fun. <laughs> I know. It's like I said, she, she says, you know, I, I, I'm having a really good time. I'm like, how can that be? But anyway. Uh, it, yeah, and, and they're saying in, the, in the chat room, excuses, excuses. And also, I want to let you know that uh, we are we are doing a test pilot of some GSPN.TV lost contributors here for the community. And basically, so far, I have about five people who have said, yes, Cliff, I'll help you peruse the forums. I'll help peruse other online venues for tips and hints and things to discuss in the podcast episode and help you build your show notes for uh, the weekend. And by the way, if anybody out there would like to participate in that, please send your email to feedback at gspn.tv and just make the subject line lost contributor. And we'll talk about how to get you in on that as well. Uh, it, it is a great way to to help build what we talk about here in the show. Right. All right. So with that being said, just know this. We got a pretty good start on our review. And I'm going to start things off with asking why the title LAX. So this was fun because we watched um, Damon and Carlton on Jimmy Kimmel. Yes, we did. The night of the premiere on mm-hmm. Tuesday night, they were on Jimmy Kimmel, and uh, which was a really good interview. Was a, it was the best interview of anybody doing anything with good. Lost who yeah. has answers, right? And literally getting some answers because I think that those two can only be interviewed on a TV show by a Lost fan. Yeah, like only a Lost fan would truly know how to interview them. Exactly. I've seen them on you know or, or heard them on other things where they have absolutely no idea. What the show is about. Or maybe not those two, but other actors from the show. Right. Definitely. And so I really, I think that you can only do a Lost interview if you're a fan of the show. And so Jimmy did a fantastic job. And um, I liked, they said that it was a typo. Or th- originally. Jokingly. Jokingly. Yeah. And that they knew it would drive people crazy. Yes. But it is absolutely intentional exactly now for those of you who don't know this and believe it or not there were there's still a lot of people who had no idea that it was la space space x X. in fact i had several emails probably somewhere between 30 to 50 emails in my inbox that came in and says cliff you posted you you've got a typo 
in the uh, title of the episode. Right. You've got it down as, you know, initial reaction, L-A space X. You need to get rid of the space. Right. And I'm like, no, that's no, the that's title. that's the title, right. So according to Damon and Carlton, basically they said it could be negated or, you know, they could have negated something or it could have been a typo. Um, it could be X marks the spot, uh, or it could be a missing letter in there. There could you know, be a missing, I, Of course, yeah. I don't know what L-A something X would be. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I love what Jeremy Laughlin wrote in our forum. If okay. you go to gspn.tv slash forum, uh, where we have tons of discussion about Lost, by the way, he says, besides the airport reference, X by itself may indicate the number 10 or, mm-hmm. and probably more likely, it could be variable, a variable, and I love the idea of a variable. Yes. So, so, uh, so it's a part of some equation, uh, and you know, x could be any given variable depending on what happens in another place. Exactly. Wow, I like that, Jeremy. Yeah. Excellent thought. Good there. job. And uh, somebody posted in our, our notes here, and I need to work with my contributors so that when they post something, they, they put their they put name. Their name right, so, so I know who said this. But he said somebody said they're purposely avoiding terms like alternate timeline, as this reality is just as real as any other timeline. Uh, so it's not necessarily an alternate alternate timeline as much as it is uh, this is you know just as real as anything else. Right. So interesting stuff going on there. L.A. SpaceX was the title of episodes one and two. And we're really not clear on what exactly that means uh, just yet. yet. Right. And we may never know. Uh, Also want to let you know, show notes for this episode, episode 229 of the Weekly Lost Podcast. You can find them online uh, from this point forward since we're doing this whole thing. You can actually see screen captures and the entire notes that we're reading off of for the show here for the weekend review. Um, We'll have um, it'll be gspn.tv slash lost and then the three digit number of the episode. So for this one here, it's gspn.tv slash lost two two nine. So there you go. You can find the show notes. And of course, the show notes have the links back to the discussions of these topics in our forum. Right. Hey, we're going to move straight on to some feedback that we got from Jeff. And here's what Jeff had to say. Cliff, this is Jeff from Oklahoma. I just wanted to say, uh, and this is about the uh, Lost podcast. Uh, one of the best things I think about the premiere definitely had to be uh, seeing Arnst. Gotta love seeing Arnst. Okay, that's it. Thanks. I did enjoy uh, seeing. Lo- I, I don't know if it's the best thing about it, uh, but no. certainly a good. It was good to see. Uh, him. I prefer him in pieces, but you know, <laughs> dude, you got some arnst on you. That's you got to you got to admit that was one of the classic yes, early lines. It was. Yeah, it was good. So I'm gonna read something from. Oh, I my microphone is just in my way. Um, Reading something from the chat from room? the chat room. Um, Let's see, Sam J one says yep. when Juliet was dying, she was phasing in and out of the alternate timeline and the original one, which which explains that we could get a cup of coffee or something. Mm-hmm. That's my theory. And then a few lines, um, and that's how she knew that it worked. Right. So is that like how Desmond was phasing in and out in the constant? Is uh, is, is that what you mean? Like. I think so. I think. Are you following well, me? Yeah, because here, here's what I have, and I'm going to try not to double up on these clips because I got them all out of order. Right. Special thanks to my good friend Jeff in Indy. Thank you very much. Uh, for putting these lost clips together. And that here. was his um, quote up here that was nameless. Oh, great. Uh, well, not his quote. He posted it. It's a quote of, I think he said, 
uh, Damon. I think I think he, in one of the two. I don't right. know. It's Darlton. They're they're one in the same to there me. There we go. So anyway, this this is one clip about Juliet. Okay. Uh, um, when she was talking to uh, Sawyer or James. Here, check this out. It didn't work. We're still on the island. It's okay. It's okay. I just got it. Get this loose enough to get you out, okay? No, I hit the bomb. You. You're still here. You what? You hit the bomb. All right, so that that clip starts off. It didn't work. We're still here. I, why, I mean, I I did everything. I didn't want you to be on this island. I wanted you to never be here. Right. And that's why she, you know, all, and it and it went on. So so right there, she's in. She is. She's she is, right there. She is there with James. Right. But then, right before she dies, she's kind. And, and the theory but, here is that she's phasing right. between this timeline and when she dies, she kind of gets a sense for what's going on in, in the real place when she says this. We can get coffee sometime. We can go touch. Julia. I have to tell you something. And she's back. It's really, really important. All right, and so what did she want to say? What did she want to tell me, Miles? <laughs> It doesn't matter. It does matter. It's not going to help. Just do it. Just, just, just ask gone, her. James. What? It worked. What did she want to tell me? That's what she wanted to tell you. It worked. What worked? It worked. Right. So, so basically, there's. She wanted to tell you it worked, and and the and I love. I can't remember those, who said it. Go ahead. Those background noises are very reminiscent of Smokey, and yeah. when he's a, a, around, it is. They are very so, reminiscent. Yeah. But here's the deal that I think is interesting, and somebody said this sometime between when we were watching it and tonight, but I'm pretty sure it was during the premiere party. Somebody said that they feel like we're going to see something in season six in the other timeline that the, the, you know, the one that has been changed where they landed that, um, Juliet and James are still going to come together, are going to come together. And she's, she's going to say, we can go get coffee sometime. We can, we can go Dutch. So we're going to hear that phrase again. I hope, so and i i would love that is going to be awesome i would love to see that all righty so moving along moving on we let's see what are we to take of the under you know what are we supposed to make of the underwater scene this is a conversation what would have happened had the plane not landed Like, like that i think that that's part of that reality exactly right yeah Okay. And so um, this is a conversation that's going on in our forum over at gspn.tv slash forum. Uh, it says here that reactions on possible meaning of the island being sunk. What what sunk it? Uh, what is the meaning of the scene? What are we supposed to know? Um, what questions are we so, supposed to be asking? Now, Damon and Carlton said in the official Lost podcast that there is a reason 
the island sunk. Mm-hmm. And it will be explained later this season. Right. That, of course, I hope it's <laughs> if it's going to be explained, it's got to be done. It's got to be done this season, right? So Jeff Gentry in our forum, also known as X Force Eleven and the greatest forum administrator that's ever existed, uh, Jeff says this. He says, "If you checked out this link, you can hear what Damon and Carlton has to say about it and more." But here's the quote. He says, this is from Damon and Carlton. What we're trying to do there is basically tell you, God bless the survivors of Oceanic 815 because they're so self-centered that they thought the only effect of detonating the bomb was going to be that their plane never crashes. But they don't stop to think, if we do this in 1977, what else is going to be affected by this? So their entire lives can be changed radically. In fact, it would appear as though they've sunken the island. That's our way of saying keep your eyes peeled for the differences that you're not expecting. Some of these characters were still in Australia, but some weren't. Shannon's not there. Boone actually says that he tried to get her back. There are all sorts of other people that we don't see. Where's Libby? Where's Anna Lulu? Where's Echo? These are all things you're supposed to be thinking about. And with that, I'm going to play this clip right here. You're wasting your time, man. This plane goes down the ocean way out here. I think our chances of survival are exactly zero. Actually, in calm seas, with a good pilot, we could survive a water landing. And uh, the fuel tanks are buoyant enough to keep us afloat until we got into life rafts. What? No, it's just impressive you know that. What are you doing in Australia? Business or pleasure? Pleasure. You? I went down to get my sister out of a bad relationship that turns out she didn't want to get out of. So here I am. All right, so there you go. Shannon obviously didn't yep. didn't come back with Boone this time around. No, not this time. Um, they didn't show Claire on the plane, but she was in L.A. Yeah. Um, which I have my own theory about now. Um, I, I would have to think that she was on the plane. You think? Yeah, I, I, I'm because she wasn't in line. No, to get in a cab, she was already in a cab. Yeah, I understand that. But I think she just got through customs a whole lot faster than Kate did. I think she was already in L.A. Do and I re- think she was there um, at the picking airport? up her brother from the airport for their dad's funeral. <gasps> Stephanie, I'm going to give you a... It's an interesting theory. Thanks, I've been working on it all day. <laughs> that is the first interesting theory for 2010. Thanks. That's that, awesome. I mean, that's well, what, for, for the weekly loss podcast. You know, anyway. because there were there are things that are intentionally specifically different. Yeah, I okay? love that she was intent. And she was coming to pick so up I think her brother she, yeah. Jack. And <gasps> that's what I want to think. Oh my gosh, I love that. Thanks. Why haven't you shared that until now? Because we have this whole not talking about lost until the podcast rule thing. Oh, okay. You know, gotcha. I like that. Oh man, that is okay. great. Wow, that's cool. And All of right. course, we've already talked about this, but I'll, I'll go ahead and play it anyway. Please return to your seats. It's normal. My husband said the planes want to stay in the air. Sounds like a smart man. You be sure and tell him that when he gets back from the bathroom. Well, I'll keep you company until he does. Don't worry.
you can let go now. It's okay. You, you can let go. Looks like we made it. Yeah. We sure did. Sorry about the unexpected bumps, folks. We just hit a pocket of rough air. Should be a smooth ride from here on out. Remind me to hold it next time, will you? I almost died in that bathroom. I almost died in that. So basically, that's a funny line. That is the funny that, that's line. That's a funny line. So of course, here we have. Um, uh, this was where Rose is actually comforting Jack. Whereas now, the first time around, it was the other way. See, and, and everybody everybody pointed that out immediately, and I feel like such a, a lousy Lost fan because I don't remember <laughs> it going the other way. Okay, but I, I'm, I'm certain that it is. Yeah, you know, I'm and, certain that it is. Um, he only got one bottle. Um, of alcohol from from what's her name? Cindy, yes, I did notice the two. one or two versus the two, and um, that's important. You're yep. blocking your face now. I know. I'm just looking okay. for a clip here, and um, so yeah, th- those are some of the the things right there. Um, I said on Tuesday night that that Rose was not wearing Bernard's ring, and I didn't see it this time either. Right. So, so rewatching some- it. Some things definitely are different. different. I do have just a one random clip here, if you don't mm-hmm. mind. And uh, something that, that I, I don't think we've pointed out just yet, but uh, let's play it here and see if you figure out why I'm playing this. Excuse me. Do you know what happened to the guy that was sitting next to me? Oh, we were asleep. Ladies and gentlemen, Captain Norris here. We're now beginning our final descent into Los Angeles International Airport. I'm happy to tell you it's a beautiful day in Los Angeles. 72 degrees, 6 miles visibility, and winds out of the southwest at 5 miles an hour. Buckle up. You're almost home. I'll be putting on the fasten seatbelt sign now. We'll be on the ground in just a few minutes. Thank you so much for flying Oceanic Air. Do you know why I played that? No, go ahead. It's Weiss. Oh, is it? Weiss is alive. Well, well, duh, because he flew the plane the first time. Um, I have to say that in the in the chat room, um, Chef Mark is saying that it was probably just the continuity error, the one bottle of alcohol versus the two the first time around. But um, Darleton confirmed that that is intentional. Yes, and that there is a reason to it. Yes, definitely intentional, yeah. and that was pull, pull it, uh, that was actually pointed out by Damon on the Jimmy Kimmel on the show. Jimmy Kimmel, yep. absolutely. But you love seeing Greg or not seeing Greg Gunberg, but, but hearing knowing, him, but yeah, hearing knowing, him, yeah, and, and being a part of Lost. And I was, I have to apologize to you because I was reading and trying to type to Mark at the same time that you were playing it, and uh-huh. so yeah. I wasn't yeah. completely listening. That's all right. I've been there before. Yeah. Believe it or not, there's there's been one or two times you've been talking and I didn't hear what you're saying. Only one or two? Just one or all two. Right. Um since since I brought up the whole continuity thing, can I uh-huh. can I share what I just caught while rewatching? Oh the my episode? gosh, Stephanie caught a continuity error. And totally it, caught a continuity error. It is definitely error. just a continuity error. It was not something that's intentional, but Boy, Stephanie, you picked it up. So I'm, I'm. I was so excited too because I usually don't catch all these things unless they're blatantly obvious. Yep. And so here's the thing. I was watching the second half, right? Yeah. Yes. I was watching the second half of the episode and they're showing everybody, they, they show everybody get off the plane and they show um, Kate with the marshal, with the marshal go through customs. They stamp, stamp her, her pad. You know, what do you, are you bringing anything just to murder? You know, all that stuff. I have to go to the bathroom. She goes to the bathroom. And you then know, she gets away. She gets away. Yes. Then they, they cut cut to commercial. Well, they show a little bit of island stuff, and they cut to commercial. They cut to commercial, and then they come back they from come commercial. Back from commercial, and they go where Jack is in customs, 
and they call him over the intercom and they totally show Kate with the marshal in that scene. Yes. Which she's already gotten away. Right. So, so anyway, it was, so, I was jumping up and down. I was excited. Yeah. So basically. It was that, a bad edit. It was, it was it just was a bad, bad edit, edit. Cut. Yeah. yeah. And and you, you had to really look to see them. Yeah. Because it it it's wasn't a quick a, pan. It's, it's just yeah. a quick pan, but it is it was after they showed all that stuff, and right. then she's back with the marshal, waiting to just clear. a bad edit. Yep, that's all. Very so. interesting. Good catch, by the way. Thanks. Good catch. All right. So next we have a voicemail from Karen in Massachusetts. Before I play the uh, voice feedback, she sent me an email saying, "Hey all, um, I left you a voicemail from my uh, for my son Connor from." Well, I know, but anyway, uh, I think he has come up with, okay, I think he's come up with some interesting theories. I think I neglected to tell you his name. I want, I want him to get credit because he has become such a big GSPN fan. Uh, Tonight, or no, Tuesday night, he and I watched the show, or he and I watched the show, uh, me with one earbud, he with the other. I may bring him to Kentucky for the final episode, even though it falls on my husband's 50th birthday. <laughs> may God bless all you do, Karen. Bring your husband and I'll bake him a cake. There you go. Chef Mark pl- spent his birthday with us. He did. Absolutely. This is a- He even cooked for me on his birthday. <laughs> no doubt. Thank, Thank you, you, Chef again, Mark. Mark. <laughs> all right. So this is from Karen, and the- she called in to share her son Connor's um, theories. Cool. Hi, guys. This is Karen from Massachusetts calling for Lost. Um, I've never called for Lost before, but my son took some notes, and he was too bashful to call, so I thought I'd give you a ring for him. Um, First of all, we think that the writers have really stepped up their game. This last season, and from, I guess I would say from season four, it just keeps getting better and better. Um, the religious references in this episode were just unbelievable. Saeed coming out of the pool and then rising from the dead. I mean, oh, there were just, Chef Mark touched on this, and there's just so many biblical references. Um, it's, I don't know if you guys noticed similar things happened on the plane than happened on the island. Um, for example, Charlie choking and Jack resuscitating him. On the island, Charlie was hanging, and Jack resuscitated him. Um, the marshal, Kate, hit his head in the bathroom. Um, in, in When the plane was crashing, he got hit in the identical spot on his head as he did when, when Kate hit him in the bathroom. Um, when Kate jumped in the cab, Claire was there, and on the island, Kate was the one that delivered her baby. So it was ironic that all these kind of things happened on the plane that, you know, in the, in the um, I guess you could call it the parallel side of this, the whole story. Um, we noticed that um, Rose had on a necklace but didn't have on Bernard's ring around the necklace. And on the island, they seem to be fighting all the time, but on the plane, they appeared to be like the ultimate couple. Um, and the last thing that we noted was was John Smokey when Alex appeared to Ben and said, you must follow John Locke. Was John Smokey then, or was that truly the Smokey, the monster? Just some questions and thoughts we had. 
I hope you're all having a great day and a great weekend. And can't wait for Tuesday. Talk to you soon. Bye now. Bye, Karen. Thank you so much. That, that is some good stuff. Connor picked up some good notes he there. He did, really. Things I hadn't even thought about. The fact that, you know, the whole resuscitating him, Charlie in both areas. In fact, one of my favorite clips from this episode was this one. Should have let that happen, man. I was supposed to die. I was supposed to die. You should have let that happen, man. You should. I, I love the double meaning I do too. behind I those see, words. I hope we see... Um, Charlie again. Yeah. I, I mean, I, think, I really do. In this season. I think it's possible. That we see him again. I think it's possible. I wonder, I wonder if they show us flashbacks of the new Flash sideways. <laughs> Does that make sense? So if going back and showing some flashbacks. No, I don't but think that we have time for flashbacks. I, I, I know. There's still so many open questions and... Um, so I, I don't think we have time for flashbacks. All right. I don't. Um, Allison did tell me, Allison L. told me on Tuesday that, that she read or heard or I don't remember, um, that every every question or mystery that directly involves a character will yeah. be answered by the end. So Claire. That according to. I, yeah. I I'm sorry, I, I don't remember the source that she told me, mm-hmm. but according to the source that Allison read, well, well our source all... is Allison L, so yes. we we do we defer to her. Yes, there we go. Very cool. Well, I'm excited because I I think this is going to be the season of answers. Yes. Um, can you repeat for me what Karen said at the end there? What that was? Um, Connor's theory about was it was it when John said to follow someone or when someone said to follow John was that. John or was that was that smoky? smoky? Yeah. Who was that? Like what? What was that situation that she was? The situation was where um, John or where? where let's see, John. Because no. it feeds right into the next. Where Alex, Alex, Alex appeared, or let's see, Smokey appeared as Alex talking to Ben. Yes, and says you must follow, follow John, John Locke. Right. And I be- and at that time, I do believe that that was. Smokey, that that John Locke at that time was was taken over by Smokey. Okay, because it totally plays into my theory that I was talking about on Tuesday, as does the next section in the show notes. Uh-huh. So, so that's why I was asking you to clarify that for me. Gotcha. I I just missed. I was I was listening to everything that she was saying, but I just missed that one part. And so, um, she who finds things. Yes. Which is a totally awesome name. Mm-hmm. It's a totally awesome screen name. I love it. Um, wrote this. I'm guessing in the forum. Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, before you read it, can I can I play the audio clip to set it up? I really is this like when Smokey is talking to Ben? Yes. About John. Yes. Okay. Can you wait just a minute? Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Um, because what I I if, I just want to relish what he says and okay, go I ahead. can't do that until yeah. I'm done. Um, so she who finds things writes. Um, so how could AJ slash Flock slash Nemesis? Okay, so wait a second. AJ, uh, alternate John. 
I don't know. Okay, I'm just asking. <laughs> and I love know. that she calls him Flock, like right. fake Lock. Fake Lock or the nemesis, which like, a lot of people are calling him. Other people are calling him Man, Man in Black. The Man in Black, which can only be Johnny Cash to me, so right. that doesn't really work. But and I if, like the nemesis. And I like calling him Esau. And if they end up calling him Esau and giving him the name right? Esau, I'm going to flip out. I know. Anyway, go ahead. Okay, so... Um, So how could the nemesis know what John Locke's last thoughts were as he died unless he was already there? Apparently, he didn't wait to occupy Locke's body when it returned to the island. But Locke did get occupied when he was scanned on the island way back. She's asking, did he? Did. Okay. Did Locke get occupied when he was scanned on the island way back in season one? Was one or another of the personalities dominant at different times throughout the season. Hmm. And then the link is there. Hold on. Please don't interrupt me because I will lose myself. Anyway, there's a link there for, I guess the rest of the discussion. Okay. Um, so here is on Tuesday. I asked when John went to the cabin for the first time and we all assumed that it was Jacob who said, help me. Okay. I think that that was Smokey who said, help me. And everyone just assumed it, that it was Jacob. Right. Okay. Um, and Ben shot Locke. Yes. For hearing Jacob when Jacob would never talk to Ben. Yes. Correct. So. Yes. Could John have been Smokey since he was shot? I don't know. I, I don't know. For, for me, I th- here's my thinking on this. I, I'm, I'm thinking that Smokey only appears as people who are physically dead. And okay. and John Locke was alive when he returned when he actually turned to the frozen donkey wheel. And or he went he? back. Or was you're saying or was that? <laughs> or was that? Or was that? Because we of all course assumed we know that he survived it because of his removed kidney. Right? Okay. Yes. But did he? But did he? Because because um, Smokey seems to know a whole lot about what was going through Locke's mind. Exactly. All right. So here's I, and he's always been so in tune with the island, and I think he's been Smokey for a lot. And people in the chat room are saying that he's been Smokey since season one. Yeah. And I'm thinking like it. Goes I looked way into back the longer. eye of the island, I looked and into, what I saw was beautiful. Yeah. This is, I mean, he's been way too in tune what with this island. What else do you want from me? I've done everything you've said. I yeah. Mean, oh, yeah. I, I see yeah. the I see okay. the possibility. And, of course, he. Like, I, I think that John, I think he was, I think maybe not completely taken over, but there, and I love the question, you know, was one more dominant than the other? We saw a lot of John Locke going back and forth, back and forth in his personality. Right. Over the season. So let's play this audio clip. What are you? I wrote this, by the way. You wrote what? Oh, I'm yeah. not a what, Ben. I'm a who. <laughs> Hold on. I, I, I just, I love this. So so here's the question. This is a direct answer from the writers of the show. Yeah. What, uh, what is the smoke Sm- monster? It's not a what. It's a who. What are you? I'm not a what, Ben. I'm a who. You're the monster. Let's not resort to name calling. You used me. You couldn't kill him yourself. So you made me do it. I didn't make you do anything. You should know. He was very confused when you killed him. 
I seriously doubt that Jacob was ever confused. I'm not talking about Jacob. I'm talking about John Locke. Do you want to know what he was thinking while you <coughs> choked the life out of him, Benjamin? What the last thought that ran through his head was? I don't understand. Isn't that just the saddest thing you ever heard? But it's fitting in a way, because when John first came to the island, he was a very sad man, a victim, shouting at the world for being told what he couldn't do, even though they were right. He was weak and pathetic and irreparably broken. <laughs> but despite all that, there was something admirable about him. He was the only one of them who didn't want to leave. The only one who realized how pitiful the life he left behind actually was. What do you want? Well, that's the great irony here, Ben, because I want the one thing that John Locke didn't. I want to go home. All right, so a couple things here. For me, it's very possible that Smokey had been in Locke for a long period of time. Or in tune with him. Or in tune with him. Uh, a lot of people have been saying, you know, Smokey's not, a, not able to leave the island and he wants to go off the island. That's not what he says. He, he does not say, I want to go off, island, off I, the I island. I want to go home. I want to go Home. He's very he just specific. wants to go home. Absolutely. He's just saying John Locke didn't want to go home, which was off the island. Right. And he wants he wants to go home, which I believe is the temple. I believe it is the temple, too. And I believe that Richard Alpert is his key to getting in because he makes a very, very specific point at the end of the show to knock him out pick him up and carry him home. Right. Just as the people at the temple made very specific to light the flare to let Richard know that Jacob's dead. Exactly. Dave from Pittsburgh called in. I think it's Dave. Or it might be Dane. I'm not sure. But anyway, he called in and this is what he had to say. Hi, this is Dave from Pittsburgh and this is for the uh, Lost podcast. Um, a couple of things, minor things. One, um, I don't know if anybody's noticed, but there was a uh, there was something on Locke's neck at the beginning of the well, the smoke monster Locke at the beginning of the scene where he then destroys all of uh, Jacob's bodyguards, and then later on, right before he uh, or as he turns into the smoke monster, they pick something off off the ground, and maybe it's the same thing, like a little snake or something. Not sure what that is. And then the other thing is uh, Smokey being off the island. People, some, some folks said in the initial reaction that he couldn't be off the island, um, but maybe he was when uh, Christian showed up and talked to uh, Jack when Jack was uh, back practicing medicine again once he got off the island in the lobby there. So anyway, just a couple thoughts. Thanks and bye. Alrighty, thank you so much. And um, you know, I, I think I think it is possible that Smokey's been off the island, and and uh, you know, just well, just like know? just like Jacob has been able to get off the island right, and, just, and walk around. Right. Jacob came to Hurley and gave him the ticket, right, and told him to take the case. Um, 
So how come one can get off and the other one can't? That wouldn't make very much sense. Right. And Smokey knew what John was thinking the moment, you know, when when he died. So whether he was off the island or not, they're connected. Right. But I think it would be... Yeah, Jeremy in the chat room says that he doesn't. He has a feeling that uh, Holm isn't on the island. You know, I don't know. It, well, I, I guess we'll probably find out because mm-hmm. it seems to be a pretty central thing. I, I think it is I on think the island. Holm is is different for everyone. Holm is where the heart is. You know, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> hey, Stephanie, we have somebody on the special secret super uh, GSPN.TV stu- uh, studio hotline. That's Jeff. funny. Jeff Gentry's on the line. Jeff, what you got for us, man? Well, I was just going to chime in about the whole uh, Smokey being Locke um, from way back. If he was Locke from way back, why would he make the whole effort of giving himself the compass and making sure he got the, the compass to, you know, so he would be the leader of the others? Why, you know, what's the point? You know, he, why would he need to give his past self that compass? If that, you know, so I, what I'm saying so is... So Richard wouldn't shoot him on the spot? Well, I mean, he, he's, he can deflect bullets if, you know, he defl- deflected all the bullets it's in the trust. final scene. But, it's trust. Uh, yeah, but I, I'm, I'm saying, you know, I don't think it would, he would have had to go through all that effort and that time shifting to meet himself. Yeah, I, I definitely but see that's, that's my point, you know. Yeah. I, I, I definitely see I, I, there there seems to be, you know, I think it's a good theory that he's been smoky since season 1 or at least partially in, you know, influenced influenced by, absolutely influenced by, but um I I still think that it, whether he has been John the whole time or or a part of John the whole time. I mean, this, the thing is, is that there's still two bodies. There's a John up walking around and there's a John dead on the beach. Yes. Th- there, yeah. there are two bodies. So that's a big question to me. But I think that, that going through the whole thing is, is building trust. Now, when these people see John, when the others, Richard and, and all of the others, when they see John, they see their leader, but he's not their leader anymore. Right. Yeah, because they, yeah, Jacob's still their leader. Yeah, they still don't know that he's the anti-Jacob. That's right. right. The, here's the thing. I, I'm personally, I'm just going to come down the side and say, I think it's an interesting theory that he's been smoky since season one and, and stuff like that. I, I think that's interesting. I'm go, I'm coming down on the side that I believe that Smokey does not uh, become a physical representation of a body uh, of anybody other than somebody who is fully and completely physically dead. And so, but I think that he used and manipulated John every step of the way I to get too. his body. Yes, yeah. I think that 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 the nemesis and Jacob have been just changing bodies, playing chess all the all along. Maybe. You know, this whole time. You know, the we see them at the was um at the beginning of the finale mm-hmm. of season five, where we see them on the beach, right, and the the ship comes up and no matter what we do it repeats they they have been stealing bodies for a very long time and i think that Smokey wanted john from the moment he stood up on the beach yep it's interesting stuff man hey jeff thank you for calling in and and thanks for all your work in the forum my friend no problem all right talk to you soon thanks jeff 
All right. So anyway, um, we, we were talking about Richard or you mentioned Richard earlier, uh-huh. Stephanie and uh, Geronimo Jackson. That's the username of a friend of ours in the yes. community forum. He posted something in there and this is what he says. After watching the uh, the premiere uh, the other night, I'm starting to wonder if Richard's real job on the island is not as advisor, which is what we've heard in the past, mm-hmm. but to keep the temple others hidden away from everyone including the others as we have come to know them. He seemed to be the only one that recognized the flair for what it was. I also wonder if this position is a position of power or was it punishment to Richard since Flock or Fake Lock told him it was nice to see him out of change. Chains, I mean. Uh, let's see here. To me, that could mean three different things. Number one, assuming he came on the Black Rock, he could have been a slave on the ship and was chained up on arrival. Two, he was jailed by the Temple Others and his punishment was banishment to the outside uh, to keep their society a secret. Uh, or number three, figurative meaning that his chains were being, you know, that these were chains being under the control of Jacob for all those years. Any thoughts? Hmm. So, uh, yeah. Well, we also talked on Tuesday about they could have been chains not because he was a slave, but because he was a prisoner. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah. So it could have been, it could have been, I'm, I'm not sure. I don't have an answer to this. There's a conversation happening in the forum, though. There's links to it in our show notes at gspn.tv slash lost229. Alrighty, so the, you know what, I, I actually have just a few other random audio clips from this episode that I want to just play in no particular order. Go ahead, Stephanie. Um, and then I have some things to discuss that okay. are not part of this episode. Right. In the chat room, um, James from Tennessee says, um, I, I'm missing what he's saying before, but anyway, he's like, I mean, Richard was scared and he's got scared in all capital letters because he says, it's you. When when Nemesis as f- fake John Locke, what whatever flock, flock which is ridiculous. I guess that's what some people are calling him now. Please forgive me to whoever made up that nickname. So anyway, he um, but when he walks up to him and he's like, "It's you." I mean, he clearly at this point knows who it is, and you're right, is scared. Right. That's all. Yep. I'll tell you what, I I'm, I actually, I'm just going to uh, just scroll right on ahead and just jump into the section of the show notes where uh, these are items not necessarily specific to the episode, but are certainly surrounding it and so just other to? things. You, you'll see uh, it says it's is it's lost reduced. Do you see that? Um, it's lost reduced. Oh, yep. Got it. All right, very good, and I'm just looking to make sure I can find it. There we go. Uh, basically, catch the reduced Shakespeare Company's compacting of Lost into 10 minutes. Um, this is something that I have... Have you ever heard of the reduced Shakespeare Company? No. Um, well, I'll tell you what. Let me just go ahead and let Damon and Carlton explain it. Or actually, we should probably let Carlton explain it because it doesn't seem like uh, Damon has ever really heard of these guys either because... He has a lot of uh, a lot of uh, uh, questions himself. So here we go. Hi, Damon. Hi there, Carlton. And hi, London Lost fans. Hello, people of London. How are you guys? We're so excited that you were able to come out for this big event tonight, and we are just sad that we can't be there. Really, really exciting, and really, really sad. 
But we're uh, we're busy here, actually, still working on episodes of the show for this season. Um, but you know, it's really an incredible thing. I mean, this actually, I think, is one of those things that that it's really it's a it's it's kind of a high water mark for us. Yeah, it's uh, you know to hear that the show is getting such, such treatment. The uh, it's been a dream of mine personally to to have the Royal Shakespeare Company actually interpret the work of uh, Lost that we've been doing for the last uh, six years. Damon, it's 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 not the Royal Shakespeare Company. It's the Reduced Shakespeare Company. The re- the reduced. Oh, okay. Well. You, you can't have it uh, your way all the time. So I guess, at the very least, um, we will see what our words are like coming out of the mouths of fine British actors because British actors always make everything sound so smart because Dan, we're, we're pretty... Dan, yeah. actually, the actors in the Reduced Shakespeare Company happen to be American. Americans. Yeah, they're Americans. <sighs> and what they right. do is they, they do condensed versions of... You know, big things like Shakespeare plays or the Bible. Okay, so small versions. So, at the very least, we're about to see how they, over the course of say the next two and a half hours, are able to cram 104 hours of our show into just that very short period of time. I can't imagine the challenge of sort of getting that into a two and a half hour block. So, at least Damon, I'm looking forward to that. Damon, Damon, they're actually going to uh, do this in. 10 minutes. They're going to do it in less than 10 minutes. They're going to tell the entire 104-hour history of loss to this point in less than 10 minutes. Oh, <laughs> you know, it should be, should be a wild ride. So uh, yeah. we're looking forward to it, too. On with the show. See you guys soon. Fantastic. All righty. Anyway, so we're not going to play the whole 10 minutes of their reenactment. Besides, right. it, it, it really, I, I looked at, I l- was listening to the audio as I was com- contemplating recording it for the show here. And honestly, some of it is completely missed without actually physically seeing it. So I just want to let you know, you can go to gspn.tv slash lost reduced. All one word, gspn.tv slash lost reduced, and it will take you where you can watch all 10 minutes of lost five seasons all put together. So anyway, just wanted to share that with everybody. Found that interesting. And also, uh, moving right along, we have in the forum another topic that was posted. And let me see if I can just click here and find out who started this. This is started by Eric Fisher. And Eric posted a list of all the mysteries that still seem to have a few threads hanging. The context is, when you rewatch the show Lost again, after it's all said and done, what will still feel like it never got explained? Some of the items include, Stephanie, what's the first one? Walt. Why is he so special? Now, they said, somebody had, you know, or Allison L. said that she had heard somewhere that anything that's character specific, we're going to get the answer to. You know, Walt bilocating into other areas, or at least the question of him possibly doing that from Miss Clue to, her, to his dad, Michael. Are we going to find out why Walt is so special? What do you think? I don't know. I don't know. What about baby Aaron? Why is he so special? Because it's a family affair. And do you think that it was there was a reason for the baptism? Do you think that was there was something to do with that? Something, do. Or do you think that that was just... You know, the extenuating circumstances well, of the religion that, of the people that on the island. Now, I think that because here's the thing. I think that because we've seen so many people from this family on the island. Yeah. I think that it's significant. Okay. I do. Okay. And, Very know, good. Not only, you know, obviously Jack keeps coming. We, we have to go back. Um, 
for for Claire and Jack to be on the same plane that land on the same island that their dead father suddenly appears on and the baby is born. It, it's got to be important. I that is something that I want answered. I love Eric Fisher. He wrote writes the next one here. Um, Claire uh, Claire psychic Richard Malkin. Uh, we know that he told Echo he was a fraud, but he cl- but clearly there's something going on with this guy. I want to. That's something I definitely want to see more of because, of course, I think it ties into a lot of my Thomas theory, which is totally anyway. Anyway, so. you're you're gonna eat their, your words one day. You know you're not gonna be able to live with, with me once we find out the Thomas. You're right. Theory. I'll put you on the street. Exactly. So. Hey, uh, the next one he has is the whispers. One of the major mysteries, in my opinion, is what Eric says. And here we are. Can't that be the timeline? They heard um, what, that. That's that. That's the whole. That's the whole separate. You know, like kind of like what what like, Juliet kind of got a feeling of. You know, yeah. The, and when Kate, when they went down, Kate and and Hurley, when they're taking Saeed to the and Jack with taken. Yeah, we Saeed heard. to the temple. That she heard voices before. Yeah, and, it's all this other stuff that's going on at the same time. And here's another one. I don't know. I I I would just love some kind of definite ex- explanation from you know within right. the show. Okay. What are these whispers? Right. Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve is something we better gotta know about. find out. Yes, absolutely. I think we will. I think that that's easy enough for them to explain. And to come up with a good Barely, explanation yeah. of who Adam and Eve are. Well, I mean, even if they don't speak the words, it's still easy for them to explain yeah. whoever ends up in that cave. Yeah. Quarantine. Cave, right? Quarantine. We know that Rousseau's perspective on why she thought her crew was sick, but it'd be nice to get some kind of extra add-on to why Desmond and Kelvin were injecting themselves and how it came to that. From Jeff, uh, this doesn't seem like this. Let's see. This Let's see. From Jeff, it says, doesn't the smoke monster monster play into the sickness? They got sick after uh, Motond was dragged into the temple and everyone except Russo went in after him. So, you know, I, I think we still want to know what the injection was. Was the injection something that keeps you protected just like the uh, just like the ash will protect you? Um, Will protect right. people from from Smokey. Uh, the numbers, I, from my my understanding, we're going to get some more stuff <laughs> right. behind the numbers this I'm, season. Isn't that one of the questions that Jimmy Kimmel asked them? I think so. You know, are I we going to so. see? Are I, I think he, his question was, are we going to? Are the numbers? Are the numbers? Over? Yeah. Are we going to hear more about the numbers, or is that just over? And their explanation was that there were going to be a lot more references to numbers in the coming episodes. Right. So. So, and are, are we going to get the mystery explained of the pregnancy troubles this season? And what about the palette drop? Why is that there? Why is it still coming? You know, you know, I, I, th- I think the fact that the Dharma initiative was there. How do they know where to drop it if it keeps moving? If the island keeps moving? Good question. Good question. Uh, and then, of course, the others. What is their origin? What's their purpose? You know, how many factions? How did Jacob and the man in black play into the... I mean, so much to do there. A lot of this other stuff. Richard Alpert being Absolutely. probably one of my most wanted to know uh, things. Who is, is he? Why hasn't he aged? Um, let's see. 
Yeah. Is he getting his own episode? Yeah. Um, Oh, he is getting his own episode, so I'm not worried about this one. Okay. Is what the statement that Eric wrote says. Very cool. So, so by the way, you can uh, kind of chime in there, uh, link to the discussion in the forum that Eric started. So, thank you for all of that, Eric. So, yeah, definitely a lot of mysteries. I think, again, this is going to be the season of answers. Hey, I've got uh, some awesome feedback, or not feedback, but uh, a report. Remember um the sunset on the beach lost premiere in hawaii yes our good friend bonnie koval went and she sent us back a little uh of a recap of what happened there so here's bonnie's report of sunset on the beach hello lost fans this is lost away bonnie from lost.about.com in hawaii for the sunset on the beach event here on oahu at waikiki beach they hold sunset on the beach events where they show movies and tv shows on a big screen next to the water. During the first three seasons of Lost, they showed the premiere, and then again for season six, and being the last season premiere, boo, of Lost, people came from all over the world to see it. There were more than 10,000 people here, including cast and crew and tons of press. Ryan and Jen of the Transmission Podcast got together with Aloha Travel and put together a fantastic package that kept us busy the entire weekend. I flew into Honolulu Friday afternoon, my first time in Hawaii, and Aloha Travel picked me up and brought me to the Park Shore Hotel in Waikiki. Holy cow, the water is warm here. Anyway, our first event was Friday night when close to 100 Lost fans gathered at the pool here at the Park Shore for a dinner of pork, crab, and yummy Hawaiian food. We started to mingle and get to know each other, and people came from as far away as Germany and Turkey. No kidding. Saturday morning, we all got together again for a brunch hosted by Ryan and Jen at Lulu's. Then, a bunch of us waited on the beach to stake out our position to watch the premiere. People actually began gathering there at 6 a.m., more than 12 hours before the premiere was due to start. And the only reason they weren't there earlier is because the beach was closed and the police were kicking people out the night before. At 5 o'clock that evening, the cast and crew began to arrive. There were fences lining the red carpet with a wall of fans behind each one. As each cast member exited their limo or town car, fans would scream their characters' names. The cast was really great about going to the fans and signing autographs and taking pictures. I even saw Matthew Fox, Jack, hold a baby for a picture. Evangeline Lilly, Kate, was so adorable in person. She's really beautiful. And I was surprised by how tall Eugene Kim's son was, though she was wearing very high heels. Jorge Garcia, Hurley, and Terry O'Quinn, Locke, or whoever he might be these days, hung out with the fans longer than anyone else, but everyone was very gracious to the fans. The one person who didn't show up in a limo or town car was Josh Holloway, who was very sweet. He came in an SUV, which may or may not have been his own car. He and his wife got out, and the driver pulled a stroller from the back, and they put their baby in it. So sweet. On stage, co-executive producers Damon Lindelof and Carlton Cuse spoke and thanked ABC and Hawaii and a bunch of people, but were most thankful to the fans who have made the show such a hit. The cast members expressed the same sentiment. Then it was time for the show to begin. ABC showed some commercials, and then the head alien from V came on the screen to welcome Lost fans to the premiere. Next, they showed the video of the Lost recap in 8 minutes, 15 seconds, and then the crowd grew quiet as we watched previously on Lost, and saw Juliet hit the bomb and the screen go white, and the premiere began. We watched the first hour, and there were gasps throughout. 
a couple of the times during the show, the girl behind me went, what? Yeah, there were a lot of head-scratching moments. But it wasn't as confusing as last season's premiere with all that time jumping. After the premiere, we were all kind of in a daze, soaking it in. ABC gave some people surveys to fill out about the show, and if we liked it, duh. Those of us with surveys got free Lost the Final Season t-shirts. And then I went back to my room and tried to sleep, but there was way too much going on in my head. The next day, Ryan and Jen took us on a Lost Locations tour. We had two big buses full of people, so of course we talked nonstop about the premiere and what it could mean. We also took tons of pictures of the different locations, some looking nothing like they look on screen. Then on Monday, it's bye-bye to Hawaii. You can read and hear more about what I did and also see a ton of pictures at lost.about.com. I have interviews with fans. I have an interview with one of the extras on Lost who has played everything from the dead body Kate took the shoes off of in the pilot episode. And oh my gosh, you've got to hear that funny story. To the maid Kate took the shampoo from in her flashback when she dyed her hair. I've also got red carpet pictures, pictures of fans on the beach, and lost filming location pictures. So go to lost.about.com, and over on the left, you'll see a link for Sunset on the Beach, and that's where you'll find everything. Cliff, Stephanie, and all you Lost fans, happy Season 6. Enjoy the ride, enjoy the journey, and I'll be back to talk about previews for each episode. This is Lost Away Bonnie for the weekly Lost podcast and lost.about.com. Bonnie, thank you so much. Wow, what a great, great uh, review and recap of all the things that went down in Hawaii. And, and, and you know that person that came from Germany, all the way from Germany, happened to make it here to Hebron, Kentucky, the lost uh, capital of Kentucky. Uh, and our good friend Anne uh, made it here and... Uh, right. She she showed up for our party as well, and so uh, she I think did she come she didn't come straight from Hawaii did she Yes Yeah she did Okay she did. that's that is right yeah. She so she flew from Hawaii Well not directly She had to go all around all the different airport stops But right. anyway she did come from Hawaii uh, here for our lost premiere party and uh, But yeah it, she, and she said it was a blast She said it was literally an amazing event I think she went like like she had slept for three hours total over the course of like a week's time right not a week it was i think it was three days (laughs) all right so anyway she was not getting very much sleep anyway uh you know lost fans are known for just pulling out every minute detail uh that you can possibly think of well our good friend daniel lewis is no different and this is what he had to say hi guys this is daniel or the ramen noodle (laughs) from the ramen noodle.com And I want to point out something that I've noticed within the last several seasons of Lost. Well, first of all, I have to admit, I made fun of Lost ever since the first season due to the excessive LSD-inspired flashbacks. Or It was annoying to me at first, but I noticed things about the flashbacks, specifically the flashback sound effect that they would always use. And it's changed. So in seasons one through three... We have, or one through four, we have flashbacks. In season five, we had flash forwards. <laughs> and kind of some of season four, we had some of that too. In season six, we now have flash sideways. <laughs> I've noticed that the flash sound effects are different. So let me show for you. This is a flashback sound effect from season one. <laughs> <laughs> 
Listen closely to the beginning of the flash sound effect, and you'll hear that it starts low. Now here's a flash forward from season five, I believe is where I pulled this. And notice how it starts off. It starts off high. And now in season six, we have the flash sideways. Notice this flash sound effect. So obviously we're being told that these are different kinds of flash events. And this third one, the flash sideways, is something completely different, which is obvious by the totally different sound of it. So again, the flashback. The flash forward. And the flash sideways. I'm not going to theorize at all. I just thought you would find that interesting. Thanks for the show, guys. I'm waiting for the the Doctor Who flash sound effect when we get to the final episode. So I think we need to clarify because David Tennant walks out and answers everything. I will watch whatever he's in next. I know. Total sidetrack. Just to clarify, when Daniel is saying the flash sideways, that is what um, Darleton is calling the separate timelines. Yeah. Correct? I don't know. It did he? That's cool. I think so. All right. Okay. Anyway, be, be, people in the chat room were saying there's no flashing this season. There's no flashing this season. Well, it, we it, may not be flashing, but we are going from one timeline. Yeah, they're flashing us from one scene to the to, other. Right. Exactly. So, yeah. Anyway. All right. Jorge Garcia launches his own Lost podcast. Awesome. How awesome is that? It's called Geronimo Jack's Beard. You can find it, by the way. I'm going to give you a link. GSPN.tv slash Jorge podcast. Uh, That is, if you don't know how to spell Jorge, it's J-O-R-G-E. So if you go to GSPN.tv forward slash Jorge. Jorge podcast, all one word, you'll find it. And I'm just going to play a little uh, of a sample here from you, or from it, for you. Hey, this is John O. Jacksbeard, a lost podcast. <laughs> um, I'm here, um, Jorge, and with me, as always, is Sidekick22. Hi. And um, what we're doing... Um, which is not completely reflective of the first episode that we did, um, which is we're going to play for you uh, coming up. Um, I thought our gimmick for, um, you know, the thing to kind of make us different from other podcasts aside from um, just us doing it is um, that we would focus on the script. So we're kind of going to go through the season but uh, without watching it, um, we can't because it's. I mean, we're not going to podcast about watching it. Basically, we're going to podcast um, our reactions of reading it and uh, kind of see. Um, it's kind of an interesting experiment to see if 
reading it has the same kind of experience as the people watching it, I guess. All right. So there you go. That'll give you a little bit of feeling for it. Now, I will say this. Jorge Garcia, you know, my full-time career is podcasting, and I, <laughs> and I do podcast consulting, my friend, and I am right now offering you my services completely for free, my friend. If you're listening to this, I will work for free to help you improve See, that audio quality. Because that's a podcast quality. that I would love to listen to, but like right now, I want to rip my right ear off. Yeah, there, there's <laughs> the audio is certainly panned more one way than the other, and it's very low bit rate and had I the washy sound. Took, so. I actually pulled my my headphones off to make sure it was coming through both ears, uh-huh. but it was just you're, you're right. It's the way it was that it was panned. panned it but, was panned right, but that is really cool. That is very cool. I think it's totally awesome. And like I said, I'm I'm no, I, I mean that not in any disrespect at all. No, I am offering you my services for free contact me he should me. have an awesome sounding podcast podcastanswerman.com has all of my you should l- go to information. his blog and leave yep. a comment I will do that Anyway, um, totally awesome. I, I love the fact that they're doing it. I am going to be listening to it. I'm excited about the fact that the official Lost Podcast is back. And I'm excited that we are back and that Lost is back. And, and it's so much fun. Anyway, gosh, I, you know what? We ended up having tons of information here. I told you we would. And uh, it's, it's always good would. stuff. Yeah. Special thank you to each and every one of you who went to the forum at gspn.tv slash forum and posted all your thoughts and comments and the discussion threads that are going on there. If you've never been there, um, get registered for the forum. It is free. It's not easy to join. You click the register button, you'll find out that, that you have to jump through one little hoop to be a part of our community. But that's because we never have any issue with spam in our forums. We keep out all the creepy people uh, that post adult-related content. That never happens at our place. So head over to gspn.tv forum, and we would love to have you participate and join the community there. That's where we get a majority of all the content for this. Now, again, if you want to help pull some of the the finer details from the forum and put it into the show notes for us to consider here, send me an email, feedback at gspn.tv with the subject line loss contributor. And also, we want your voice feedback. Program this number into your cell phone, into the contact list, 859-795-4067. Again, that number is 859-795-4067. And uh, one final thing that I just want to share with folks out there, uh, Stephanie and I do podcasting full time. This is our career. And one of the things that I want to let you know is we have a whole plethora of other shows. Um, Stephanie does the Full Time Mom podcast uh, over at fulltimemompodcast.com. I dare anybody to go listen to it and see if you don't get hooked guaranteed you'll love it even if you're not a girl even if you're not a mom guys dig this show too fulltimemompodcast.com or head over to gspn.tv slash shows and see the list of all the shows that we have anyway with that we are now going to turn to the final bit of the evening and for those of you who don't like any spoilers whatsoever please turn off your podcast or this podcast right now because here's What's coming up on Lost? This isn't what was supposed to happen. What's going to happen? You don't want to know what was supposed to happen. I know it. Because you don't know what's going to happen. You know what? I'm not going to find out. Don't you want to know? 
Lost Away Bonnie with your preview of next week's episode. Lost Season 6, Episode 3 is called What Kate Does and will air this Tuesday at 9 p.m. on ABC. And I do have some minor spoilers for you. ABC synopsis reads, Kate finds herself on the run while Jack is tasked with something that could endanger a friend's life. I don't know, but I'm guessing the friend might be Saeed. Here's what I do know. It looks like there's going to be a fight at the temple between Jack's group and the others, but Saeed is indeed up and walking around, and his bullet wound doesn't look too bad. Off the island, in the flash sideways, Kate is on the run again, only this time she has Claire with her. The cab driver jumps out, and Kate takes over the driving. For more information on Lost Season 6, Episode 3, What Kate Does, visit lost.about.com for my previews and photos. This is Bonnie Koval for GSPN's Weekly Lost Podcast and lost.about.com. All right, Stephanie, that is another Weekly Lost Podcast in the can, ready to be released to the public. You know what's so be much sad? fun? What? Tuesday's only an hour long. I know. I know. That's going to be sad, isn't it? It is going to be sad, but it's going to be awesome. It is. I think they'll they'll pack a ton of awesomeness in the one hour right. of television. <sighs> so, yes. Here on the Lost Podcast, we haven't said that the the finale date has been posted. I thought we did. No. I thought we said that in the uh, the no, initial we had, reaction. We hadn't watched that Jimmy Kimmel yet where he said it. Oh, you're right. You're right. So we said it on Family from the Heart this week. Oh, that's where we said it. We announced it on Family from the Heart. We should probably announce it here. From the heart. I'm sure everyone listening knows, but the finale has been set for Sunday, May 23rd, uh-huh. 2010. Yes. And we have officially said we're throwing a finale party as if you didn't know. And you are invited. I don't care where you're at. We've had people come from (laughs) Germany, Belgium. We've had people from the Netherlands at our parties before. Uh, All over the United States, we invite you. And by the way, that is, what is it, Sunday, May 23rd? Yes. But plan on coming on Saturday, May 22nd as well. We'll make it at a weekend event. It's going to be a weekend event. Uh, So basically... On Saturday, the 22nd, we'll have some kind of community gathering. Right. And then uh, the big old lost party the next evening. Ah, It's going to be fun. And yes, it is a weekend. It is going to be on a Sunday. It is confirmed. I guess they they said they didn't want to go up against American Idol or something. Is that the name of that show? Is is that the reason? I don't know. I I have no idea. I just thought it because it was the twenty third. Yeah, but it is definitely. I mean, if you're gonna end, if you're gonna end in the last week of May. Yeah. I mean, isn't twenty three one of the numbers? It just makes sense for it to end on the twenty third. Maybe maybe there is some kind of uh, special reason for that. Anyway, I, I'm looking at the chat room. There's like, man, they're going all over this. Sunday, really? Is that real? That can't be real. It is. It is real. It was announced by Damon and Carlton. Matter of fact, Jimmy Kimmel had a special clip to play, and he forgo- He went and yeah. tossed the clip out so that so they, they could make, make their special yes. announcement. That was one of the. Well, that was one of the uh, things that they had to the agree to. The president of ABC or whatever has a thing for Jimmy Kimmel's show, and so thought yep. that it would be. That would be the right place to uh, to announce it. To announce it, yeah. Awesome. We'll be back Tuesday evening at, uh, what is it, 1030? 10.30? 10.30? 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time at gspn.tv slash live. We record this show, the weekend show, 
on Saturday evenings at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time at gspn.tv slash live. Of course, give us a call 24 hours a day, seven days a week with your questions, comments, feedback for The Lost Podcast at at 859-795-4067. And do me a favor, email somebody right now and tell them to go to lostpodcast.com. Until next time, stay Stay lost. lost.